Hello, and thank you so much for listening to The Katie Helper Show. On today's episode, I talk to Leslie Lee, one of my two co-hosts, and our guests are Nathan Robinson, editor and founder of Current Affairs, and up until very recently, a columnist at The Guardian. And as you'll hear more about, he was fired over very mild tweets mentioning Israel and the relationship between the United States and Israel. We also talked to Ben Burgess, who is the host of the YouTube show, Give Them an Argument. He's also a philosophy instructor and a Jacobin contributor. And we speak to Ben Spielberg, the co-founder of 34 Justice, the former manager of the Full Employment Project at the Center for Budget and Policy Priorities. Please rate and review The Katie Helper Show on iTunes. And of course, please, we'd love it if you supported the show on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash The Katie Helper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash The Katie Helper Show. For just $1 a month, you can help make the show happen. And for $5 a month, you get extra episodes. So, for instance, this week I released an interview with Justin Jackson where we play some interesting footage of Biden, which we respond to. I also released my channeling of Noam Chomsky giving dating advice and 20 questions with Brianna Joy Gray and Virgil Texas, the co-hosts of the excellent podcast, Bad Faith. And again, you can do that at patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Hello, and we are live. How's it going, everyone? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I didn't mean to not include Leslie in the shot. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Good, you? How's everybody doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm in a really bad mood, honestly, but we're going to let go of that. And this is very, this is therapeutic to do the show. It's not why I do it. It's just a, a (laughs) you know, it's an extra benefit. Yeah. Yeah. How is your week so far? Um, Same old, same old, you know. People trying, people mad about stuff, people getting canceled, people trying to cancel me. Same old, every week under COVID, same old thing. Yeah, gets just more cancellation. So we have some important announcements. One is uh, I am not demonetized. My monetization has been paused. So please, more than ever, this is a great chance for you to become Patreon supporters. Um, And of course, to do that, you go to patreon.com slash the Katie Alper show. And maybe this was meant to be. It was like, you know, the guy that doesn't exist was like, Katie, it's really time to push your Patreon. Go ahead and click that link to patreon.com slash the Katie Alper show. If you aren't already subscribed, if you are already subscribed, hey, maybe you upped your uh, donation for uh, this month. And I also want to be very thankful to the Patreons who've, you know, who have, have, have supported the show so far. And, you know, we have a great show tonight, by the way. Uh, we have a great show. Not only do we have Leslie, who's always making it a great show. We're also going to take this opportunity to do a call and tell them not to approve near Tandon. But um, we have uh, joining us. Uh, we, we're going to do a little segment called Between Two Bens, in which I bring on Ben Spielberg as well as uh, Ben Burgess. We are going to also bring on a someone who's been getting a lot of uh, attention lately. Um, Nathan Robinson, founder and editor of Current Affairs. And up until recently was a regular columnist at The Guardian. Um, which is Nathan tweeting, did you know that the U.S. Congress is not actually permitted to authorize any new spending unless a portion of it is directed toward buying weapons for Israel? It's the law. Follow-up tweet. Or if not actually the written law, then so ingrained in political custom as to functionally be indistinguishable from law. Okay, so uh, let's see. Leslie, speaking of cancel culture, you know, you have your 
finger on the pulse of pop culture much more than I do. So what would you say? Can you give me a little summary of the most important cancellations this week? Uh, there were two like huge ones, actually. Uh, first is a little bit uh, is more sad uh, than anything. And that is uh, Gina Carano, who is a former MMA fighter turn actress and action star she uh, is uh, one of the featured players in the mandalorian tv show and she uh got fired from that show and is no longer involved with star wars no lo longer employed by disney lucas films it's uh <laughs> it's quite a sad situation because i i, I it's one that I saw coming for a while now uh gina like a lot do you want me I to think. share your screen, by the way? Do you have oh, something yeah, you to can. share? Okay. Yeah, I have the Great. screen of the, uh, yeah, Lucasfilm calls Gina Carano uh, uh, aberrant, social media posts aberrant, actress no longer employed. Uh, very f sad thing to see. Yeah, uh, the, the tweet that got, her, uh, the thing that got her and and Gina, she's just over quarantine. She's been posting more and retweeting more and more like, conservative stuff like the stuff like your uncle posts you know on facebook and stuff like that she'd be retweeting and copy and pasting this stuff general it started off being kind of anti-quarantine stuff then to anti-mask stuff and then around the election after the election not before which is kind of interesting it started being like maga and stop the still stuff so basically she kept reacting to every kind of social mu movement and kind of pushing back she doesn't really have a coherent ideology she just like keeps pushing about back against what she considers like the liberal hegemony and so the the last straw was this post and again she's never posting like her own opinions or thoughts she's just posting screenshots that she gets from facebook groups and shit like that Whoa, you know? okay yeah, yeah so, so what is this so, one this is her so tweet this you want to read it yeah yeah so uh, the caption on it was uh, Jews were being in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children, because history is edited. Most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them for simply for being um, Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? I get uh, it. Yeah. So, she, yeah. So, yeah. So then the today's Jews are conservatives. And um, they are being rounded up and killed and gassed and put in uh, ghettos and concentration camps. Am I getting this right? Much yeah, like the Jews. Yeah. Yes. Like well, not even just conservatives in general, not conservative Jews. Just oh, no, no, right. Conservatives. Right. Politically conservative. Thank you. Very good distinction. Very important. Yeah. yeah just yeah. conservatives yeah. are are basically being treated and that and this was the last straw and now i do have to say i hate disney more than anything in the world and i absolutely adore uh, jenna carano as a athlete and an actress but it, they gave her plenty of chances to walk this back they were going to give her her own tv show they hold held off on the promotion of that because she had gotten in trouble with other posts and she just kept doing it and kept doing it she just would not stop doing this and there was no reason for her to doing this again she doesn't have like a coherent political belief she wasn't like oh you need to vote for trump because x y and g z uh, she didn't start talking about trump until after he lost so she's just she like identifies a, with the uh underdog yeah it's just like a weird contrarian thing and it's like she posted she's posting herself out of, of a career basically now 
maybe she got that job with Disney and kind of hated it and kind of hated being uh, having to be a, a, a Disney what, what they call a mouseketeer. Um, clearly, she 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 was rebelling against something. I, I guess that is appropriate for Star Wars. She oh yeah, a, you're right. She, she was she was rebelling against uh, uh, a, a, an evil empire in Disney. Uh, not this way. This is not the way to do it. But yeah, and it's just really sad because it just seems like she's just someone who's very lonely and needs yeah, like friends. And because so, this only happened because of quarantine. Quarantine like pushed her. The isolation from this, I think, pushed her towards this weird path that she was on that she just could not get off of it sounds like you're you're a gene apologist did we did we coin I, did we already diagnose you as that before i probably i probably am a gina carano apologist i, I like i i i mentioned this on our, the new episode of struggle session with jesse farrar sesh.plus s-e-s-h.plus um that act before at the beginning of quarantine i actually invited her on our show and i feel like if she you had just answered her I could have reached her. Exactly. I could have reached her, gotten her on the good side. Cause again, she doesn't have any actual political beliefs. She's like a, like a Rogan. If you just like point them in the right direction, they might actually go somewhere good. But yeah. And sadly she, uh, you know we what? Let's invite her right now. Her. How about that? Leslie? <laughs> we need to know. I think that's appropriate. <laughs> Shit, right? We might get canceled for that. Jeez, well, that's, we are that's doing some an heat. intervention. We're doing that an intervention. That's some heat right there. We are doing an intervention, I think, right? What do you think? Are you are you uncomfortable with that? Yeah, I think all people right, actually get because people, all right. people and especially and the the Star Wars fans are all involved in this, and they are apps. They have been on the Z- Gina Carano case for like a year straight, so you don't even want to talk about it on. Honestly, don't talk about okay, it online because like you might get a I'm don't t- oh, the don't, don't talk too, about it during your show or anything. Uh, yeah. yeah, the audience like the like those. The fa- Star Wars fans are just absolutely wild on this. And yeah, you know, yeah, it's a it's a mess. By the way, I I really I do want everyone to I recommend that everyone listen to our latest episode of uh, Useful Idiots because we actually um, talk about Mandalorian and um, because we review things that we haven't seen. I speak out against the sexual relationship between. Um, Rosario Dawson's character and Baby Yoda, which I just assume exists. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. I really, I really do. Uh, I do uh, recommend that. So, what do you think? Do we think that she's? Do we want to? Uh, oh, Brad makes a very good point. By the way, uh, Brad, Brad, can you put these in the actual comments instead of messaging me so that people can can? I don't want to deprive people of these great points. So, um, his point is uh let's see i'll wait for him now nah, just say in the in the uh in the interest of time is that it's kind of ironic that uh someone that disney fires someone for comments regarding nazis and as people may be know may know um of course uh that's a reference to uh walt disney's pretty uh prolific um anti-semitism yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I got to admit, I love Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Uh, Cinderella is great. Cinderella is probably my favorite. Um, but he uh, he uh, it, it, he probably was an anti-Semite. Um, let's see. Uh, it's it's difficult to diagnose it, but he did have a private meeting with Hitler and developed a relationship with him. No, he didn't do that. What am I reading? Jewish press. It's saying it is sometimes difficult to isolate fact from fiction. For example, the allegation that Walt- Katie, did you just lean on tropes and spout 
no, anti-Semitic I, no, conspiracy? No, not at all. No, that's wow. for, no, no, that's not my lane. Maybe someone <laughs> else's. Um, no, not at all. I'm, I was just realizing, I'm like, what am I reading? Okay, Jewish press sounds, I think it sounds fine. Um, no, I, it doesn't sound, wait, is it critical? IDF to call up only those who are vaccinated for Israelis caught legally selling. That's critical. Um, Lucasfilm cancels Mandalorian's Gina Carano for saying the Nazis culture canceled Jews before murdering them. Uh, hold the syringe. I'm trying to figure out. I well, do want to mention that she well, did you know, post I, that yeah. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself as well. So see, this Jewish is Jewish so ally. She's see? she's a Jewish ally. Although she probably thinks that Mossad, uh, which I'm not going to lie, there's some sketchy stuff with uh, Maxwell, uh, Glenn's father. Um, and as Leslie, as I said before, in front of um, Leslie, there are bad, there are, what was it? There are non-Jews who are bad people too. And never forget. <laughs> and I say that because we got like Epstein and then we got uh, Larry Summers. Uh, and um, luckily we got Bill Gates in there. So you got a goy in there in the mix. <laughs> um, who's the other person who would hang out with them? Oh, the worst of all, Dershowitz. So anyway, um, I guess, uh, Brad, do you have a summary? Do you have any um, bullet points on this? Because I realize that I don't know the story about this. I've heard about it. And this is like a very long uh, Talmudic text, if you will. And I don't know what the answers are. You see, the Katie Halper show, you may not get the correct information, but you're on notice. You don't you don't you have your guard up because I'm not perpetual. You know, there's no disinformation or misinformation, but I may not know all the details, but I have the humility to reveal it. That's all I'm saying. So you're welcome. But I guess, okay, he did not meet with um, Hitler. This is like, I think Brad is trolling me because he makes a good point and I, I trust his judgment. But then this is a very long article and I don't even know what the. Oh, okay. Maybe the evil. You know what? I'm just going to say, I don't know if it's ironic Walt Disney fired her. I'm going to have to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to have to figure out how anti-Semitic Walt was. Yeah, but people in the chat are saying, you know, maybe she shouldn't get fired for saying something dumb. I, 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 I normally I am like 100% generally on board with that. But like this is like this is almost like a suicide by cop. This wasn't like she post she posted like one thing and got fired. This was like the fourth or fifth time that she was like trending on Twitter for saying something. So it's like what's suicide it's almost by like, cop? Like when you like when you're trying the ledge story when they when you're trying to get is it's a trope on like cop shows and stuff where like some a suspect will try to get the cops to shoot him. Oh, that's why we pumped thirty bullets in him because he was trying to get us killed. So that so it was oh, like, so like she wants to be canceled is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, like like she wanted to be like I can't think of anything else. Um, someone mentioned people are talking about in the chat. Oh, maybe she should come back to MMA. It's like for what? Like I don't. Like she has not to fight any Jewish like, uh, MMA people. That's for sure. But, but she hasn't fought in like 10 years. It's like, yeah, she might make money, but she's going to get like knocked out in the first right. like match she has. I, I don't know. If she thinks it's worth it. I really think the next move for her is to like, just call up uh, the, the was it? I think his name's Zayler. He's like a conservative director. He's like the only good, like conservative yeah. director going today. He works a lot with uh Vince, um, to convert conservative Vince, which one is it? Vince Vaughn? Oh, Vince Vaughn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He works with Very Vince handsome, Vaughn. Just, yeah, just call him up. They, we just need like one conservative production studio that's actually good, not some Kevin Sorbo shit. 
to take all the can right wing cancel celebrities and so their talents don't go to waste at least they're like let them make like at least make good movies with a good conservative you know uh production company instead of languishing with like doing like bible movies and religious stuff right, like that's just right. awful like you don't want you don't want to see these you don't want to see mel gibson doing like kirk cameron stuff no no, no. but that's kind of a fun magical movie what's it called left left behind left oh, behind left behind yeah. not to be confused with malika jabali's film left out which yeah. is about black leftists uh and their erasure yeah Oh, that's cool. It, the funny thing about Left Behind is they made it again with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> they made they made was the it whole ironic thing. or real? No, it was like real. They just made it again. It was like it was a really popular book, so they just made a real version of it. Uh, someone get Clint Eastwood. Oh, that would that be a good movie. Good. Clint Eastwood, Look, Gina Carano. That would be a good ass movie. You know, I gotta say something. Uh, I want to say something. Uh, Clint Eastwood spoke to a chair at the RNC, and yet. That maybe maybe because of that kind of zany creativity, I gotta say, I think he's a great director. Yeah, he is. He absolutely is. Million Dollar Baby, great. Hey, if he did, that would be perfect. You do an MMA version, right? Because Hillary Swank's character was a boxer. Yes. Yeah, so you, you get, could do that. You could do, maybe do that with you. I would rather more like a, some kind of revenge thriller. Actually, revenge against the cancer. She could kill. <laughs> it could be like Mandy, but she could go on a rampage, rampage, Page. and. Uh, kill a bunch of cancelers yes <laughs> i mean the irony the irony is that uh she's not wrong about the aspect of the normalization um of the hatred of jews yeah it's not a, like the, the problem isn't the point it's just that it's used for completely silly shit right comparing right, like right. what because there is like, but it actually is a precedent point. Like, no, it wasn't. They weren't just killed by Nazi soldiers who were the, this other thing. No, it was like people. Like, that's actually a good point. thing to recognize. The problem is, of course, uh, he has on the in the first half, as as the GIF says. Mm. What's that? Oh, the GIF where the football player is uh, talking. And he says, "I'm not gonna lie. They had us in the first half." Meaning, got it. It was, yeah, I get it. Um, so let me. So tell me something. Tell me something. Uh, we obviously she's been canceled, right? Like from an yes. from an uh, an objective, you know, objectively yeah. she has been canceled. And then we got to yeah. figure out actually what the definition of that. But what is she in the book of Leslie? The B O L. In the book of Leslie, she is you know someone who needs some help, uh, needs some friends. Uh, and this is just not the behavior of someone who is acting in their right mind in general. It's not even like it would be one thing if she were like an explicitly conservative. I have these views and I have these values. I must stand up for them. But it's just like she like is like she doesn't even make right things herself. She's just copying and pasting them to Instagram to get these reactions that are utterly destructive to her like real life does that's so bizarre it's not like she's like made become super popular or famous with the right before this because she doesn't like talk about any of that stuff she doesn't she doesn't actually say anything like she half the time she's posting pictures of her hanging out with all her black friends it's like so she that's not really the world she you know tries to live in right. so i think there's just someone who's like doesn't really know where they are in life, expect with COVID and 
Hollywood going up in there. So I think, you know, obviously I, I wouldn't recommend, I, if I were making a movie today, I probably wouldn't uh, hire uh, Gina Carano as my first choice, but I would, but she could make, she could make, she could make amends. This is someone who could, but I don't see any path where that would happen. Instead, she's going to be uh, preyed upon by like awful people that try to, you know, <laughs> uh, bring her further uh, to the right and use her as like kind of a martyr for the right. They're they're already doing it. Like it's so funny because when she came, when she first got in Star Wars, they were all t- all the right. Uh, n- the right wing nerds were all talking shit about her because they didn't like that she was like a strong woman beating up dudes in Star Wars, which is the silliest shit because that's what Star Wars has always had that. Um, but now they're all making videos like conservative hero Gina Carano canceled. Like the same dudes who fucking hated right, her guts right. didn't want her in the show. Now that she gets fired, it's like, oh, this is, you know, cancel right. culture uh, run amok. You tried to cancel her in the first place. Right. Yeah. And now the chickens are coming home to roost. Yep. Uh, so, all right, that's one. So you seem like you're on the fence with that. You're not full-blown cancel her. You see a pos- a, the potential for redemption. Yeah, I think most people have a potential for redemption. Yeah. It, like, if you're, like, if, if it, we were talking about posts, I think most people can, I think most people can, you know, redeem themselves from the bad posts they made. Will it happen? Almost certainly not. Yes. Um, well, okay. Tell me something, Leslie. Uh, tell me about Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Now, this cancellation, this one is uh, a long time coming, and it's well, 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 absolutely, positively uh, deserved. Took too long coming. So, basically, Joss Whedon, creator uh, of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, also the director of Avengers and Avengers: Days of Ultron and Justice League, three of the biggest most expensive movies of all time he was given uh reign over even though it was well known even at the time that he was kind of a shithead to a lot of the women that worked under him on buffy um charisma carpenter in particular um had an issue with him that we've known about for like 20 years but she came out and gave a few more details now about it. But the basic story it has been out, which is basically that when she, when Joss, fought, when she got pregnant on the fourth season, third or fourth season of Angel, this is after you know working for this man for like seven, eight years. Um, she got pregnant and he absolutely lost it on her. He was very upset with her. He thought she was like screwing with the show. And she revealed this week that he actually told her like to get rid of it. And he mocked her and he's he, like, slut- yeah, he slut shamed, <laughs> he slut slammed her for having a baby out of the way. Like he was a very, wow. like incredibly like nasty towards her. Now we knew that she more or less ended up getting fired for getting pregnant, but like she just ex- reset the details because uh ray fisher who is this uh young black actor who was his first role was in the justice league movie which they shot mostly with Zack snyder but Zack snyder's daughter uh tragically passed away in the middle of it so they brought in joss whedon to finish it and joss whedon was you know very nasty his typical nasty self uh to the crew and ray fisher who this is his first movie he's like no this is wrong I should not be treated like this. You should not be treating Wonder Woman like this. You should not be treating people like this. And he spoke up and spoke out so much so that it has already cost him his career. They were going to have him in more movies, but they 
basically fired him from from it because he refused to either work with uh josh or the people who enabled him this was the real thing he said i also want jeff jones and walter hermada who is the head of wb he called them all and he was uncompromising and this young black actor in his first movie role all he had to do was be quiet and he'd be making you know bank but he he gave up his career for this investigation that proved he was right and this investigation also charisma carpenter came out because of this investigation she came in and saw ray fisher's story and that inspired her 20 years later after suffering through this to actually come out and it's not like she hasn't she's had to spend the past 20 years talking about jaws and the show and being diplomatic about this the entire time i've seen her talk about i've seen her in person talk about Joss Whedon and the show and, you know, kind of gloss over her disappointment with how that ended. I've seen her in person talk of, about this. So for her to finally come out and say what's really happening. And now several of the other uh, actresses have talked about Michelle Trachtenberg, said he was very inappropriate to her when, while she was a teenager. Sarah Michelle Geller, who played uh, the titular character Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, came out and said, you know, I, I love being associated with Buffy, but I no longer want to be associated with Joss Whedon. So this is a real deal cancellation. He's been having soft cancellations. Like he got his, he got fired from a TV show, which is coming out like next week <laughs> that he uh, produces. And they've taken his name off of all the promotion. Now it's still coming out, but it, it, it just, it is so shocking that he was able to hang around for this long when people knew the basics of the story, but not the details, but now the detail deals are coming out. And now everybody else is talking about it. people are, Oh, someone in the chat is saying, Oh, show me the proof. Like everybody knows this went down that no one is literally, no one is defending Joss, the biggest Joss Whedon fans in the world, which I am one of like, mm. I, I never doubted this like ever, like none of Joss. We as soon everything that's come out about Joss, Really, the Joss Whedon fans have always been like, eh, yeah, we right. believe that. Like, they, right. they've never tried to defend him, no matter how much those shows or his work meant to him. And it's not just his work. It was obviously a collaborative uh, right. effort. But, like, you know, people, you know, no one's trying to defend Josh here. This shit happened. This shit went, went down. He did it. <laughs> he did it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, the storyline that they give gave this woman um charisma carpenter she was like the romantic lead for angel and so when she gets pregnant instead of it being angel's baby they have her have sex with angel's teenage son to get pregnant and then she gets in a coma and then has the baby and then dies and that's how she <laughs> leaves the show that's the story so like we we knew that he was a fucking asshole about yeah. this but we just found some more uh details about it and it's actually Lots of people are reacting to it, are, um, you know, and it's really all started with this Ray Fisher guy who wasn't an actor coming in and just saying, no, this is wrong. After 20, 30 years of this guy terrorizing people, some of the biggest, you know, people who have money and power and fame now. And he's doing this on the, again, the biggest movies of all time, Avengers. So that's like yeah. Avengers too. That's like the biggest movie. Like your kids have seen that movie like a hundred times, you know? Yeah. And he was treating those people like garbage <laughs> probably. Well, jo well, Jossip, uh, Pat chat, uh, says been a Buffy and angel mega fan since 2012 and knew about what happened to charisma back then. She spoke at conventions about it and about finding out she was fired from the press. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She found out she was no longer on the show from the press. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, um, so how many cans? How, what, what can we measure cancellations in? Uh, like, because it seems like you would give Gina Carano like a low number of what? I, I would give. I mean, because Gina Carano, she's a very. I feel like the number is probably going to get higher pretty soon. But uh, like, as far as cancellation, she could come back if she like apologized, says she got some counseling, etc. You you can you can have you know. I mean, we saw we see we're seeing this uh, uncancellation of Britney Spears because a lot of people. Because it's so funny how people are talking about it because now they're talking about it like Britney Spears was victimized. But I specifically remember. The storyline and the feeling of people was like, oh, this woman is a villain. This is a bad person doing bad right. things, putting her children in a so very different perspective on this with with time. Um, but that I, I, I think that might be a she she could have a similar redemption story uh, to Britney. Right. OK, so how many cans of cancellation? We could say that. Uh, how many cans? How yeah, many cans that's, of thank you, Joseph. So, Fancy uh, for that. Uh, uh, Gina Carano. See, I do kind of want to give her, but the problem is she got fired from Disney. That's that adds a couple of cans, whether it's deserve, how deserving uh, right. you are or not. When you get fired publicly from the biggest company in the world, that makes you toxic. So she's probably about a six out of ten cans. Six cans. No, but I'm asking you according to the BOL, the Book of Leslie. Oh, book not, of Leslie. Not, yes, not oh, your diagnosis. Probably, per, I mean, your own diagnosis. My own diagnosis yeah. is probably like a three out of ten. Okay, probably three like cans. A three out of 10. Three cans. And uh, Joss? Joss, 10 out of 10. 10, ten. Out, no, 10 out of 10. Absolutely. All right, got Should it. Should never work in Hollywood again. All right. And I'm so saying, I, I love As a Buffy. Joss I love his work, yeah. but... No, he should never. Point, yes. He should never be allowed in a position of power. At, uh, he should never be allowed to, to in a position of power yeah. again, and he should never be allowed to work again until he makes restitution yeah. for the women whose careers he damaged and hurt. Not not just personally and their careers too. He yes. did. He did both. Repar he did he both. should probably pay them. Seriously, reparations. Yeah, yeah. He should. He should get. He has enough money to do it. He should be paying if paid him reparations, and then and when they say you can come back, then you can uh, write something. Yes, maybe. OK, so um, I'm going to bring in three people who have not been canceled, although we are going to judge. We are going to there is someone it's going to be cancellation or non-cancellation by trial, by fire. Let's bring in to the show. Uh, first, we are going to bring in the Bens from uh, for the uh, Between Two Bens segment. This is Ben Spielberg and Ben Burgess. Welcome to the show, Ben Burgess and Ben Spielberg. Awesome. Thanks for having us, Kitty. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah. And I'm going to refer nice to, to you as you yeah, Spielberg and Burgess, <laughs> just so no one's confused. Um, and we are now going to bring in. The heat is on this guy and we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> By the end of the show, he's going to be canceled or uncanceled. And I'm speaking uh, none other than Nathan Robinson. Welcome, Nathan. Hello, Casey. And I'm sorry. Oh, don't apologize. I thought I yet. could start with an apology. Not yet. Not yet. Started... Save your, save your apologies not... for the when it's warranted has not or not. Yeah, yet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and, and just let me tell you about these Bens. We have, um, we have Ben Spielberg, who is the founder of 34 Justice. Uh, he's the co-founder of 34 Justice, former manager of the Full Employment Project at the Center for Budget and Policy Priorities. And uh, he is a colleague of Jared Bernstein, who is going to be a member of uh, Biden's uh, Economic Advisors, Council of Economic Advisors. Uh, and we're going to talk about that. A little access, a little access journalism, access by proxy journalism. Um, ben Burgess is the host of uh, <laughs> Give Him an Argument, a podcast and YouTube show. 
and he is a philosophy instructor. Um, and uh, Nathan Robinson is the uh, founder and editor of Current Affairs, and up until recently was a uh, regular columnist, and I don't mean to make light of it, was a regular columnist at The Guardian. I just wanted to, you know, give people the chance to 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 weigh in on this. Um, ben Spielberg, you Burgess, you have to leave before everyone else. So we're going to uh, we're going to elevate you first. You have not you're not at the center of this controversy. But as a Ben and of course, people may or may not know, Ben is a I believe it means son of uh, in Hebrew. And that's why you have a lot of Ben this Ben that. So we are a council of not elders of Zion because we are young and uh, I don't think we're Zionists. And of course, that is a big myth. And I'm sorry, Nathan, that you're appearing on a show where the elders of Zion were even mentioned. Ben Burgess, why don't you set it up? Also, as you will be the Jewish interlocutor, Nathan needs to sit and, and wait and not speak. And then maybe he'll be allowed to speak. But basically, this is a trial and on trial. Uh, it is uh Bet it is uh, Nathan Robinson versus is it John Maholland or John Mullaney? And I'm sorry to my Irish brethren for getting that wrong. Uh, he's an editor at the at the, the Guardian, Maholland, editor in chief. Yeah. So uh, Ben Burgess, why don't we just throw this to you and tell us what happened? Yeah, I mean, I've known Nathan for a few years. He's a he's a terrible person. He's been yeah. viciously anti-Semitic to me on numerous occasions. Uh, so. It was uh, it was very unsurprising, you know, when, when I found out that uh, that he had uh, he'd said problematic things and was was finally eventually uh, found accountable. Uh, no, uh, <gasps> that was sarcasm, which we have to note. Not that it makes a big difference, according yes. apparently, no, well, as we learned. Yeah, which is fun is is that that very issue is is at the heart of this because. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, because Nathan uh, is is the nicest, most mild mannered person ever. He uh, and uh, he's you know he's even uh, he's even nice on Twitter, you know, which is which is very rare. Uh, and in uh, and in a tweet, uh, he had talked about the fact that in like the omnibus spending bill that was happening at the same time as you know COVID relief. Uh, that there was new military aid, you know, going on to uh, to Israel, and uh, and he made a he he tweeted something about how uh, frustrating this is that it, it has um, that uh, you know we're giving such grotesquely inadequate COVID relief, and here you have uh, this you know the IDF has uh, has you know completely crushed the you know the Palestinians in, in every conceivable respect. The idea that you know even if you thought that was a good thing, the idea that they need any more uh, American right. uh, American aid to, to do it, you know that, that they don't have quite enough missiles, you know quite enough drones uh, is is just sort of absurd on its own terms. So he made a kind of jokey comment about that, like. Uh, Oh, I guess it's the it's the law that every time we do anything, you know, have to have to throw in uh, aid to uh, aid to Israel. And the the email from uh, about this, you know, for, for the main editor at the Guardian was like, "That is not a law. You are propagating <laughs> fake news, sir. Fake <laughs> news," he said. "That is fake news. It is not the law." Yeah, which is which is amazing. It's like especially because I uh, saw this on the same day as the. Uh, 
the thing about, you know, Neera Tandon, you know, denying adamantly that she'd, she'd done everything but call Bernie Sanders an ignorant slut. Right, and so between the two, it was a red letter day for uh, people taking things extremely literally. Okay. It's the head the Office of Management and Budget for her tweets. Yeah, you're right. And you get fired by The Guardian. Yeah. Uh, and Ben Spielberg, before we hear from Nathan again, would you like to add anything as the, as the person who did not tweet this, but we're elevating Jewish voices first? Sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think there are two kind of issues that this highlights. And I, you know, apologize because I'm just catching up on this a little bit. I didn't see it initially, but I that's was never just stopped us before. Of... <laughs> sure. Um, and I uh, was just reading a little bit about it. And so I think one is kind of what was just highlighted about the contrast between how these incidents are dealt with when it's somebody who's criticizing power, like Nathan was doing. Um, or somebody who's in power, who's launching uh, attacks on people who are not as much in power, uh, like Anira Tandon, for example. And there's a total discrepancy between how uh, their words are treated in those contexts. And then I think the other piece is just the whole conflation of uh, criticism of Israel with anti-Semitism, which I think is a real problem for anybody who cares about actual anti-Semitism. Yes. And uh, yeah, I would agree. And as I've said before, it's actually not good for Jews to uh, conflate uh, anti-Semitism with criticism of Israel, because that suggests that um, being a uh, Jew uh, automatically means that you are uncritical of Israel. And that's not true at all. Uh, in fact, some of the uh, biggest uh, critics of Israel include people like Norman Finkelstein, uh, whose parents survived um, the uh, concentration camps, uh, Noam Chomsky, um, Katie Halper, I'm just kidding, Glenn Greenwald, um, yeah, Sam Cedar. There are more of them, but we'll stop there in the interest of time. Uh, and also, I don't like to have lists of Jews in general. I don't like to keep those around. <laughs> that has a sordid history. Um, but there are a lot of us. And again, a major anti-Semitic trope is the idea that Jews are all kind of in lockstep uh, on this issue. And we don't, there's no nuance and we're a monolith. Obviously, you have Jews like APAC. Um, who are reactionary and um, I would say Islamophobic. Then you have Jews like um, Jewish Voice for Peace, um, who are major critics of, of Israel. Uh, Aaron Mate, thank you. Thank you for that. And Max Blumenthal. So there you go. Um, and Senator Sanders. I know he's not as critical of Israel as many people in this. Although he's gotten better in the last few years. He's gotten better. And let's be honest, like for better or for worse, that guy is far and away the most critical senator of Israel, of the Israeli government, I would say. I, so I think that, honestly, there is cancellation to be done, but it's actually of Mulholland, John Mulholland. And as an Irishman, I'm just saying that that's extra problematic. Maybe there's some self-loathing, identifying with the colonized. Um, maybe he feels like he has to do, you know, be twice as bad on this issue to catch up, to keep up with the Joneses, to keep up with the Blairs insert another British name. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's my uh, I mean, that's my amateur Jewish judgment. Uh, now, I, I come from the very secular tradition. So that's what I'm bringing. That's my lens. I'm not sure Ben and, and Ben um, counsel my council of Ben's. I, I don't know how you identify. I, I want would like to give you the chance before we render our judgment. But this is I feel like we're channeling I, we're subversively channel, channeling the Inquisition. But do you want to just explain how you do identify? 
Sure. I, I mean, I would say I consider myself to be a secular Jew also. Um, you know, I got bar mitzvahed, but have never really been uh, a religious Jew. Yeah, same. But I was not bar mitzvahed. Burgess? Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I come from an entirely uh, entirely secular background. I mean, I, I'm not, if, if we're going to uh, to play the game of... Uh, of thinking that some people's, uh, you know, some people's views on these things are more standard than others. Uh, it's kind of know, the premise. Yeah. <laughs> of this, of the ben, of the council of Ben's. Then we're going to get yes. Leslie's judgment, of course, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but look, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I, I actually hold the uh, the very problematic view that uh, that that positions on on human rights and things like this should should be equally legitimate no matter who they come from. Yes, I agree. Of course, but. Let, let, let me say, if you'll allow, let me be clear that I also think that there is something subversive, like it is still useful, even though I feel kind of dirty about it. Like, I think it's useful to say to to share. Reclaim the as problematic as it is, I think there's use in saying um, as a Jew, blah, 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 blah. Right. Because so many of the people who say as a Jew um, use that for reactionary purposes. So I think it's good to show that. But sure. And in fact, to prove how how unlimited uh, the judgment is, uh, I that's I mean, he is my co-host, so I don't want anyone to think I'm just bringing him in. But, you know, far be it from me to silence the non-Jew. Uh, Leslie, I would like to hear your feedback. Uh, Nathan Robinson, innocent. Innocent. OK. Innocent. 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 I- Innocent. Um, I'm sorry, Katie. I know we've been talking about about Black Jewish solidarity, but here I have to side with the um, whiter uh, devil. Uh, I think you are. You should be allowed, even if you're a columnist at a place as esteemed as the Guardian, uh, to make a joke about uh, a very real problem of us. You know, handing money. Uh, to any foreign power, it doesn't matter which one. Yeah. Uh, for arms and stuff, I think I think that's a legitimate uh, criti- uh, critique to make. Yeah, yeah I, agree. And, and I, yeah. I, I did. I did leave something important out of the summary earlier, which is that as amazing as it would be for for any competent adult to uh, to think that the initial tweet was meant literally, there was also a follow up tweet. Saying, yes, this is kind of the amazing <laughs> part. Which is 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 grounds, as I said on on bad faith. That's kind of grounds for. Ca- cancellation on a comedic level not on a political level yes yeah. if anything uh, yeah. like the back in the way from the joke. the joke yeah yeah and no wonder you did yeah um so and i'm just gonna pull this article up by the way just so people have a sense of this um okay so we got uh one um and of course uh now we got the two other people who are the other people uh who are going to uh what are your what are your verdicts who is guilty here nathan well, first, let's get rid- let's get that out of the way. Nathan, guilty or not guilty? Definitively not. But am guilty, I entering my plea here? Oh or, yeah, do you oh, want to make a plea? Somewhere. Do you want to make I, a plea? I plead not well to the charge of anti-Semitism. Is this the charge against yes. me? Yeah. <laughs> I plead not guilty to anti-Semitism. Okay. Sure. All right. You officially plead not guilty. Okay. And we already have one <laughs> one person who ruled in your defense who declared you not guilty. Um, we do have a jury system um, and we wanted Barry Weiss to join us, but she didn't, which suggests coward. we can only include, conclude that she's either a, a coward or a hypocrite. I'd love for her to disprove that. But again, barring her appearance, she is indeed uh, one of the two. Um, what do you what say ye, um, Ben Burgess? 
Uh, not guilty. Not guilty. All right. All right. I'm sh- there's a lot of suspense there. Okay. And um, Ben Spielberg. You already hinted Definitively at it. Definitively not guilty. Right. Not guilty. All right. Well, I am. Drum roll, please. I am thinking about this. I'm thinking very with a lot of I'm channeling. I'm channeling Spinoza. <laughs> I am channeling. I did a real rich textual exegesis on uh, the tradition of the Midrash Talmud. Uh, and I've decided after careful review, textual review, of course, grounded in the text. And let me just present the piece of evidence, which is Nathan tweeting. Did you know that the U.S. Congress is not actually permitted to authorize any new spending unless a portion of it is directed toward buying weapons for Israel. It's the law. Follow-up tweet. Or if not actually the written law, then so ingrained in political custom as to functionally be indistinguishable from law. And on the charges of anti-Semitism, I declare Nathan... What's your middle name? It starts with a J, right? James. Nathan James Robinson, not guilty. Oh, Jesus, what a relief. <laughs> but on the charges, on the system. charges of comedic, what would we call this? Malfeasance. Oh, I didn't realize there are multiple charges. Yeah, there's multiple, yeah. What would we what would we call that, Leslie? Comedic oh, uh, uh, negligence? Oh, yeah, comedic yeah. cowardice, actually, malpractice. if I'm being honest. Malpract- Com- okay, yes. But let's say malpractice. And we will in we will of course include cowardice. Although but Leslie, that's not I mean, let's be honest. That's not a legal thing, so we have to no, be precise. No, it is in, in the military. Like, be, uh, <laughs> that right. is, is it right? Like, it, or like is it? Try Nathan under military law. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah, IDF <laughs> law under IDF law, <laughs> which is very fair, very balanced. Really, um, you know, considers the lives of uh, humanity. Humanity is very important uh, up until you become a Palestinian, at which point it's not. Um, but yeah, so you you deem him guilty of cowardice. Uh, I would say comedic malpractice. Um, <laughs> ben, do you want to weigh in? I might convict him of comedic malpractice. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to say guilty. Guilty. All right. Now, this is, but here's the thing, Nathan. Let me just tell you something. We just did you a major solid because yeah. this is like when you get You convicted me of a worse. Ro- no, but it's like when John Roberts <laughs> makes the correct decision. You know, like that's the how we we show we're not something. biased. Our orientation, because we take comedic <laughs> crime seriously, we have no. I mean, if anything, we're we're we don't want to exonerate you, but the facts are the facts, and we are exonerating yes. you on the charges of anti-Semitism. Well, now, and dun, and, dun. and also, I didn't enter a plea on that, but I I probably would have right. Pled so no you contest may have just <laughs> actually you caught us. We just committed. What is it? You were denied due process, so you are while we. You are. Again, I'm declaring. This is a military tribunal for comedy. Yeah, this is the, this is the United States. Right. There's no military that's tribunal. Not a thing. That's a lot harder, right? So yes. Uh, I guess you are sentenced to go. time in the Five. barracks. At Leavenworth. Leavenworth. Yeah, cleaning the toilets. Yeah. Um, but I'll never look, doing stand up in Leavenworth. <laughs> and the presidents can they can throw whatever they want with you uh, if you're not funny. Yeah. Okay, now I hear. I, a, I mean, this is this is going to be really bad if. Uh, I mean, this could all get overturned if anybody ever finds out that um, Nathan blurred my book and I co-wrote an article with him last year. Oh, <laughs> but then you may oh. have to. Oh, on comedy, right? I wasn't on comedy. No, it was oh. on, uh, although it was about something funny. Oh, ben, it was about Glenn but Beck. you wrote a book about comedy. When does that come out? Uh, end of April. Well, you're not. I, I would. You don't want to get blurbed by Nathan on that book. <laughs> Unless it's a, unless he pans it, in which case that's a good blurb. 
Nathan, you know we're saying this with love, with military. With, uh, I, uh, of course, of course. martial love, yeah. I, I will note. Yes. The, the only mitigating factor in my defense here is that I only posted that second tweet because part of me did think, as I posted the first one, I wonder if there is going to be someone so stupid right. operating in such bad faith yeah. that they think I am seriously saying that it is actually U.S. law that no spending... and. Or, or that like U.S. spending to Israel, uh, U.S. military aid to Israel is so high that it's actually plausible. Right. Like the other thing is, the, if the only reason that that could that initial tweet could fool someone into thinking this is not a joke is because they they could plausibly believe that there would be an actual <laughs> law that says right. uh, you can't. Uh, right. Now, and when we know that the way it works is actually that um, you know it's not law. That's what makes it scarier. It's just accepted. And um, I'd also say that, you know, if anyone thinks it's anti-Semitic to suggest that there is a special relationship between the governments of Israel and the United States, then they should be targeting um, people like Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, (laughs) basically every um, senator, presidential candidate and past president for saying uh, that there is a special relationship between the two countries, yeah. And Nathan, I don't I don't want to drop uh, what you were setting up there because you started that since it's like you never admitted someone would be so foolish to believe that this is actual law and it turns out that such a person exists and it was your boss. <laughs> and it's <laughs> the editor of the Guardian newspaper right, in yeah. the United States. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to hold a trial against him. Now, I'm just going to okay. say it's a, summer, a summary judgment and he is not only he is not only guilty of and and Spielberg, I would love to hear your thoughts on this as someone who looks at employment a lot and policy. To me, this is a clear violation of um, uh, labor rights. So he's guilty of what would we call this? Um, guilty of, um, you know, not only is he guilty of this, but he is I would say he is a racist because let's think about this. Labor rights. Martin Luther King. Where did he die? He died in Memphis. Why was he there? He was on strike. He was supporting striking sanitation workers right now. The fact that this guy, Maholland, would make such an anti-labor judgment during Black History Month, follow, you know, uh, in the proximity of Martin Luther King Day. Is such a slap in the face. Leslie is going to check the dates or maybe he doesn't stand by that. And so he doesn't want his face appearing while I say that. Or maybe he thinks this is such a good take. He wants to make sure his podcast struggle session is associated with it. We're going to find out shortly. I'm going to say that he's guilty of um, labor rights violations. And uh, to be generous, I will say um, racial insensitivity and a uh, rebuking of um, repudiation of Martin Luther King. So, but just just out of curiosity, so Mulholland, you yeah. uh, you said the name sounds Irish, like like this is a British person, or no? I checked. He's an Irishman. Oh, uh, okay, so oh, he's he, Irish. Okay, he lives in Ireland. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't. No, think he, he lives probably in the United States. In, he's he the editor of the United U.S. Guard in New York. He what? He lives. He's in New York. He's at the New York office. So the Guardian has a U.S. and a U- U.K. Right. version, right. essentially. Right now, the question the is: Now I'm going to go look at his Wikipedia page. Um, I, mean, I, was, I was just curious because it's a British newspaper, so fired well, in yeah. an American columnist because they don't get the irony is, is kind of, you know, particularly bad. You're right. And 
And Nathan, your parents are British, is that correct? Or you lived in England? My, uh, yeah, and I was born in Britain. I'm a dual citizen. Okay, you're a dual citizen. So now look, do I identify with Maholland wanting to stick it to his colonizers? Yes. But it is not acceptable when you are throwing the colonized <laughs> under the bus in order to do that. And again, I'm not sure if this is a misplaced self-loathing. Um, <laughs> I also really don't like that he clearly got some like Goyesha coaching um, because uh, we'll go through this more. But just to, to show you the email response exchange. And I really want to give Nathan a shout out because Nathan is a, a graduate of law school. Uh, are you pra a practicing lawyer? No, right? I mean, currently? Uh, I am suspended. My bar license got suspended for my failure to fill out my reapplication form. I mean, luckily it didn't. And had you not been suspended already, I think probably Maholland would have pursued that. So let's just read quickly. And I know you have to go soon, um, Burgess. So uh, let's just read this really quickly, though. This is the the when Na when Nathan tweeted those two tweets, um, he got an email from John Maholland, who is, is he Irish, you ask, Ben? I'll tell you yeah. where he grew up, and then you can tell me. You tell me what you <laughs> think. He uh, was born in Ranelag, Dublin. Okay. Okay. Uh, and he received a degree in communications, which too bad he didn't get a, sounds like he needed to take that curriculum uh, twice, uh, from Dublin City University. And then he also studied for an MA in media and communications at California State University, Sacramento. Interesting. He studied for it. Doesn't sound like he finished it up, which is, of course, fine. We'll get back to that later when we take a closer review of his work and biography. This is me reading it. Okay, so Nathan, hi there. As wait, wait, wait. Katie, you got to do the subject. What's the subject, oh, subject line? Sorry. Private and confidential. Am I going to undermine my moral authority by doing this in an Irish accent. Jews, I don't know, but I wait. You got, I got to do it. Here's the thing. <laughs> Jews and Irish people, they're, they're, we got to, we got to, look, I'm allowed to do that, right? I think I'm allowed to do it. So let's go. You can't do that, Nathan. I just want you to know. The no, Benz oh God, can, no. and, the cool. Benz can and Leslie can. Okay. Um, private and confidential. Nathan, hi there. As you partially present yourself as a Guardian columnist, allow me to express my concern when you make an assertion such as this. And then he obviously he doesn't quote you. He just links to the tweet where you say it's a, a law. Right. Let's just go back to that original tweet. Um, I can't believe we're actually <laughs> discussing this because it's so ridiculous. Did you know that the U.S. Congress is not actually permitted to authorize any new spending unless a portion of it is directed toward buying weapons for Israel? It's a law. With the follow-up, that it clearly is not a law, okay? So let me get back to the email. No such law exists, in which case this is, as one might say, fake news, irrespective of the later tweet. When you say that it is indistinguishable from law, I'm losing a little bit, is not law, end of. <laughs> what is that an expression? End of? Yeah, yeah. That's a thing. Is that an Irish thing or just an American? Is that a, a thing that I just don't know about? It's a thing. It's a thing. People end say of. it. All right, people say yeah. it. In, in given, the UK, I think broadly, people say. Broadly, yeah. Given the reckless talk over the last year and beyond of how <laughs> mythical Jewish groups' alliances yield power over all forms of US public life, I'm not clear how this is helpful to public discourse. And I'm not sure why singling out financial aid to Israel in a tweet and devoid of any context and without mention of aid to other countries, either currently or historically, is a useful addition to public discourse. You are free, of course, to use Twitter in whatever way you choose. 
but it dismays me that someone who presents themselves as a Guardian columnist would make such a clearly erroneous statement without, as I note, any context slash justification. John Mulholland, Guardian US Editor-in-Chief. And then following up right below, and I'm edit, I'm uh, following up right below that, saying that the only Jewish state controls the most powerful country in the world is clearly anti-Semitic. The myth of Jewish power informs murderous hatred. Delete this and apologize. Okay, I'm thinking that he sought Goyesha. He need he was what he 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 found. Uh, he looked towards Jewish wisdom or something, or maybe he was a, a non-Jew. And he wanted some um, guidance on on like how to write this or and I keep saying that I said this on bad faith because I don't want to be accused of like making the same joke again. But, uh, you know, it could be his signature. That could just be his his email signature that he always (laughs) uses. Or maybe he rotates it like every day. You know, he has like another thing, maybe like a Gandhi quote. Um, But yeah, it's a it's a pretty abhorrent thing to say. Um, And what the hell does he say? Saying that the only Jewish state controls the most powerful country in the world is clearly. Well, there is only, first of all, it's not like. Yeah, it is the only Jewish state. Okay. But again, like. How many are there supposed to be? I mean, like. I know. (laughs) Right. That's the thing. Like, it's not like. Yeah. How many does he want? Come on, man. You're not. (laughs) This is not what we. Yeah. Terrible. And it's not clearly anti-Semitic. And again, the reason is because we know that Israel and the U.S. have a. You don't have to say they control. I don't think Israel. The Jewish. Israel does not control. Um, no, the United Israel, States, yeah. doesn't, Israel doesn't control the United States, but that's like saying Saudi Arabia doesn't control the United States. Right. Also true, but also a little misleading. That right. they, it is clearly the case that the U.S. has a deep commitment to backing up and propping up and arming to the hilt, you know, that that government. And, you know, the same as is clearly true in the, in the case of Israel. And, you know, not to. um you know, be too serious after the show trial and everything, but like this, this whole show, thing about show trial. Oh, you, out. by which you mean the trial that took place on the yeah, show, yeah, yeah, on the Katie Halper show, the yeah, Katie Halper right. show trial, right? Obviously, that was a legitimate trial. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and like this, this whole uh, rhetorical trick. Oh, you know, you're singling yeah. it out, right? So that's that's. Um, I mean, this is something that literally in the 70s and 80s, defenders of apartheid South Africa would routinely do. You know, that's like, oh, why is everybody talking about South Africa? What about all the other countries right. in Africa that commit human rights violations? Uh, and this is always a game that you could you can play. I mean, this is the. Uh, I mean, this America you know, does you it. Can do it with anything. This is the defense of American atrocities. You hate America. You single out America. Yeah. Why don't you pay attention to human rights? Every right. country deploys this. Right. Yes. And uh, yeah. Why Israel again? It's like if you don't like that, then. Um, okay. By the way, I shouldn't activist psychology really. Katie, you plan to talk to an Arab Palestinian for a change instead of only Jews on your show? They have mouths too. Oh, I didn't know that because you know who doesn't have a mouth who I just have on my show to be quiet is Ron Yakalik, extremely self-effacing wallflower who I just have on the show to check a box. Uh, Ali Abunima also came on my show. Leslie, I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't be responding to these people, these hateful people, unless they give me money, which is, again, not the best message to send out, <laughs> but whatever. Um, yeah, thank you for being an, a- an ally. And you know what? Activist psychology, just going to highlight this. If you were an ally, you'd actually recognize and not invisibilize and erase the various Arabs, Arab Americans, and Palestinians oh, that I've had on my show. So, activist psychology, you owe me and every Arab American, Arab Palestinian who I've had on the show an apology. And until I hear that apology, I'm going to assume you have very problematic 
politics, and you need to work that out. Wait, can can yes. we also note how anti-Semitic the, uh, the you know, too many yeah. Jews on the show? Instead My of God. only Jews on your show. Also, you're erasing Leslie and Nathan. Um, now, I'm okay with Nathan Erasure because he is, you know, at the top of the totem pole. That's okay. But Leslie, come on. What do you think? What, what are you saying about Leslie? I guess I don't exist. I guess I don't uh, count. But last time I checked, there was lots of black uh, and Palestinian solidarity. Uh, so I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know why activist psychology. Why are you bugging? Why are you bugging? Why are you bugging? Yeah. It sounds like I hope you're not an active psychologist. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that. Because if you are, you need to be disbarred and you're guilty. So two, we have we have barring barring uh, an update from activist psychologists. We have. Two guilty people so far. John Maholland, an activist psychologist. Now, Norman Finkelstein, oh, I don't know. I don't know if activist psychologist is going to be uh, allowed on the show because, I mean, sorry, I don't know if activist psychologist is going to let Norman Finkelstein on the show because he's Jewish. So, you know, he's just one of the biggest critics of Israel, the, the Israeli uh, government. So if activist psychologist wants to, uh, you know, weigh in on this, please do. Um, and yeah, and I've had Norman Finkelstein on and I would like to have him back on again. Um, wait, okay. So now I'm thinking activist psychology is literally a troll because what's a sign of a troll? First of all, a dumb troll. You said the exact same thing again. So I don't know if that's your, what you consider resistance, uh, or what, but, uh, Anyway, all right. Sorry, I, I had so, to. So yeah. I, I, I do need to run it just yeah, a bit. I know. But I want to. Po I want to point out that um, we got uh, in the actual email from Mulholland. There was a uh, additional charge against Nathan, which was uh, tweeting things that aren't helpful to the discourse. Yes. Right. And so, which 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 would be a very serious crime. I mean, I don't think anybody else here has ever tweeted anything that was a helpful. Right. I know, and he is. I love the way he is. Love the idea that like he's basically accusing you of being Trumpian, right? Like the reckless well, talk right. over the year of Give how mythical Jewish talk, groups, yeah. you know. Like, sorry, that's not a mythical yes. Jewish group. And then what I love is that then you get accused of like perpetuating this myth and conspiracy. It's like, and this is why I'm especially mad at Maholland. Like, I get mad when Jews do this too, but it's even. I don't know if it's worse, better. I, I don't like to do, you know, I don't like identity to be the end all be all, obviously. And uh, to quote Brown and Joy Gray, I think it's a great quote, which is that identity is experience, not authority. Um, I would say that, you know, it's not helpful to Jews. It really isn't. Again, this stereotype that we all are a monolith with the same view on Israel. And it's not helpful to say, look, you say something critical of Israel, you're going to get fired. So well, that is a Shonda, <laughs> right? And also, he's a liar, right? Because he said you're free to 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 tweet what you want. He didn't say yeah, he was going to fire not, you. Not not the case, <laughs> right? So um, you're a coward, John. You're say, a coward. Yeah, saying after after the email because I did think that was an interesting contrast of you're of course free to tweet whatever you want, but delete this, please. Yeah. Oh, yes. right. Delete this you're now. But no. But Ben. But Spielberg. That again may be his signature. Remember. Because it came at the end of it. It's you're true. free. Which is you're free yeah. and you are fired. Yeah. That was what it was. And it was after, though. Delete this and apologize. Do you think that was like a vision board almost? Like he had that, like that was his guiding principle. 
He didn't plan on writing it. He just had it copied and it's pasted very in strange. the mail. It's very strange. Whether yeah. it was a draft or a quote, very, very strange. But yes, yeah. uh, saying like, uh, how how can you say that there is some secret power defending Israel, uh, Israeli interests and then saying, also, this email is confidential and you are fired for criticizing yeah. Israel. It's yeah. Like, well, free, but delete, really not then doing fired. Yeah, exactly. That's myth. what I'm saying. We don't like this, Maholland. Maholland, drive away. Maholland, drive out of your position at The Guardian. You're welcome, okay. everyone. You can use that. One of my favorite David Lynch uh, films, by the way. Very Hell underrated. Yeah, wonderful. Right? Wonderful and that song of crying, uh, Jorando, is like really good. Um, so then you get fired and then they did. But one of my, by the way, one of my favorite arguments from this is that it wasn't in the, um, in the, in the, in the COVID relief. It was like a separate thing, which is just a, who, like, yeah. really? But this, but at the no, same time. There's nothing, there's no claim in the email that it was part of it. Yeah. Right. And, and well, it's, yeah. yeah. In the, in the people, tweet, well, yeah. I think Walker Bragman, who had originally yes. drawn attention to this, said it was part of the COVID relief bill, and there were lots of people right. going, "That's it, that's anti-Semitism." No, it wasn't. And I, well, you know, it was just part of the omnibus bill that was passed right. at the same time, which just seems like a distinction without much of a difference. Yes, as our resident wonk, um, uh, Spielberg, what have what say ye to this? Yeah, they were passed together. I mean, the there were two separate votes, but they were both kind of passed together and individual Congress people sometimes voted a little bit differently on the two. But I mean, pretty much everybody understood it as being you're voting on both of these things today. Right. But 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 we can't agree that uh, that not understanding obscure points of parliamentary procedure is anti-Semitic. Yeah, we can. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. It's somehow it is. But and honestly, if you don't get it, you need to check your Goyesha privilege. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so yeah, uh, Maholland and, uh, that psychology guy, uh, you both have to apologize. Um, Maholland, I'm embarrassed for you. You're a Shonda, uh, for the Goyam, as, uh, Abby Hoffman famously said, and of course was not included, Leslie, as we know from our review of that episode, which was a Shonda in itself. It's the, one of the best lines uttered by Abby Hoffman during that trial is when he attacked Julius, I believe, Hoffman, no relation. And that means a shame, basically. By the way, it's interesting. Mahalan Drive was a mess, someone writes. It's one, you know, what's that famous um, quote about um, pornography? Who was it? Who was the judge who said this? I don't I don't know how to def- describe, define it, but I know it when I see it. Oh, my God. What happened? That I'm telling you, Massad just jiggered the just jiggered the audio. It's OK. I can say that. Uh, are you there? Actually, he's just being silenced. Maholland is probably doing this. Uh, Nathan, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Oh, that wow. is vi- okay. I w- you were just about to be exonerated from charges <laughs> of anti-Semitism until you committed this violence. It's not your fault, but yeah. So my uh, the reason I bring this up is because um, I w- what I was going to say is. Mahalan Drive, it's like, Anto- I don't like blow up, right, by Antonioni. I find that pretentious and grating. And Leslie, I think you and I agree that um, Wes Anderson is pretentious and grating. Uh, I, 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 no, I, I don't, I'm not, I oh. haven't watched a lot of Wes Anderson. So I, I'm not saying that. That's his reputation. That's oh, what. his reputation. Yeah. I yeah. find it alienating and cute and like uh, hipstery and whatever. But it is one of those things. I can't define why David Lynch's Mahalan Drive is so moving and not pretentious, where I find blow up pretentious. And yeah, I know that's very bad uh, to say. But anyway, maybe if I'd seen it at the time, 
yeah, you may want to leave and re-enter, uh, Nathan. Not in any, like, you know, you did nothing wrong. I'm going to remove you and then bring you back, actually. Add wait, you back to the stream. Wait, blow up by... Antonioni? Am I right? Oh, oh okay, that? okay. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. That was a good yeah. movie. Well, I mean... I don't know. You don't, just you didn't to, like it? Again, seen... we are pushing back on the idea of the Jewish monoliths uh, <laughs> because we have a disagreement here. Um, although, the, what's that joke about, like, two Jews? Th- what is it about? Three opinions. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, well uh, we, we will, uh, we can argue about blow up sometime in the yes. future. First give him an argument. We're going to give him an argument. Read the Wikipedia page to make sure I'm even remembering the right movie. Yeah. But, sure. I'm pretty <laughs> um, sure, yeah. But, but thank you so much, Katie. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for coming. Hey, thanks for sticking up for me, Ben. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Always. Yeah. yeah. All right. Bye, Burgess. Yeah. Um, so we're, Nathan, you can we can dig into this more. Um, but but Spielberg, mm. you know, as resident wonk, RW, uh, do you have anything that you feel like we should know about that's happening right now? Well, so let me I'll, I'll make one comment on a question you asked a little while ago about kind of the employment ramifications and the yes. way to think about uh, something like this uh, that maybe will be a segue into some things about the Biden administration and what's happening in Democratic policy right now and Democratic personnel. But, um, you know, I think in terms of thinking about the exchange with Mulholland and what happened to Nathan. I think there's two uh, things that I think about. One is kind of why it highlights how it's so important to have uh, just cause rules around uh, relationships that people have in terms of employment in the United States, because a lot of people are in this situation where you're an at-will employee and uh, you can just be terminated for whatever your employer's reason might be. Um, And then I think the other piece, and Nathan, I believe you said this in one of your tweets about uh, this whole issue Um, but is the effect that this has among other people who want to go into professions like this and comment on political issues. And I think that that's true in the media, but it's also true in democratic policy and and political circles where there's a lot of this enforcement of norms of what you can and can't say that's done through not explicitly saying like, you know, there are certain things that you're not allowed to say, but where people know they'll face employment consequences if they do come out and challenge those in power. And the reason that I think that that's really relevant right now is because the confirmation hearings of Neera Tandon, who was Biden's choice for the Office of Management and Budget uh, director, um, have been happening. And a lot of Democrats are fawning over Tandon. And the real problem with Tandon is she has a very well-known role in D.C. and has played that for a long time of doing the exact type of thing that Mulholland did to Nathan, which is enforce this culture where both her employees and other people who operate in the D.C. policy space, if you stray from the Democratic Establishment Party line, your career prospects are going to be harmed. You're not going to make it. So, And also, you're not going to be able to have a quote-unquote seat at the table in policy discussions. So people refrain from going to these places that are a little bit more um, oppositional to power because of actions like what you saw in this case. And I think that that's really chilling. And one example of something to watch for in D.C. and why it's very unfortunate that um, somebody like Tandon, again, is likely going to get confirmed to an important position like this. Yeah. And she, of course, you know, we I've talked a lot about her um, really obnoxious, vile tweets 
And part of the reason I talk about that a lot is because um, it just, I think, speaks to the absolute hypocrisy and opportunism of the Bernie bro narrative. Um, and it shows how empty that was and how these people don't actually care about, you know, the sexism, the sexist uh, discourse, the racist discourse, the um, uh, homophobic discourse, because she hangs out with people who are extremely offensive um, and uh, say very offensive things. This guy, smart flexing. And I go over this on uh, this week's Useful Idiot. So make sure you tune in and it's worth watching in video because I do the screenshots. But, you know, this person who who said that uh, Linda Sarsour, when she condemned the Pittsburgh uh, shooting, synagogue shooting, uh, he said, like, look at Linda pretending like she wouldn't have uh, planned something like this. I mean, just like an odious Islamophobic thing to say fantasizing about violence. Um, and the reason I, I I mentioned that is because it is just so, it just, you know, it just exposes what frauds these people are and how they weaponize this narrative to fight against someone who is better on issues that, not just economic issues that actually have real uh, impacts on um, people of color. And again, fight for 15, the $15 minimum wage movement that Bernie was on that, Hillary Clinton wasn't. Neera Tanda, we know from WikiLeaks, um, uh, said not to sweat it. You know, she didn't think it was important. And of course, the majority of minimum wage earners are uh, women of color. So not just as, he's not just better on those issues, but he's also better on direct issues of, you know, reproductive rights. Uh, he's a much better track record on that. So, again, you know, watching these people weaponize identity politics to prop up someone who uh, was is bad on 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 those issues. It's just it's horrible, and and that's why I talk about it sometimes because I think it's good evidence against it. But again, the more important stuff is that um, you know, she, as you were saying, um, is part of this you know technocratic, uh, meritocratic consensus, the Obama coalition, the Obama consensus, and uh, of course, famously uh, said that it would be a good idea to steal the um, oil from countries like Libya. Uh, after we invaded them. Um, and we know that from also from WikiLeaks. And she physically assaulted a, a subordinate, uh, Fash Shakir, who then became Bernie Sanders' um, campaign manager. So there's all of that. You know, the term mer meritocracy was developed as a negative, it was pejorative? Yeah, yeah. John Chris Hayes w used to talk about that when he... Oh, uh, interesting. I mean, he cared about like class issues still. <laughs> yeah. So that is um, terrible. And what about um, anything else that we uh, they're going to do terrible things? He didn't even he's not even backing the $15 minimum wage right after that. What is to be well, done? Oh, oh, sorry. Well, so I was going to say on the policy front, I mean, I think the things to to watch for and, you know, I don't have super high hopes for the Biden administration, but I do think that social justice advocates have more power now than we had in the past, both, you know, in terms of some of the people that we've gotten elected, but also just in terms of how we built a pretty sustained movement and a lot of institutions that are growing in power. Um, like, you know, DSA, for example, is is one that is pushing for a lot of things, both at the local and the national level. The Sunrise Movement's another one where I think it's getting harder for the institutional Democratic Party to not respond to some of these issues. So, I mean, what we're seeing right now, of course, is uh, Democrats in Congress are talking about uh, next COVID relief bill. Um, and, uh, you know, they've said by the end of the month that they're they're hopefully going to have something. And I think the two kind of areas 
that I would watch for on this are both the stimulus checks, which they really should have passed as a standalone bill immediately, a straight $2,000 like their promise was right uh, after they took over Congress. Um, but that, you know, there's a question of what the thresholds are going to be for when people are going to get the checks in the bill. Um, and, you know, the amount, I think it looks like, unfortunately, Congress people aren't going to fight as hard for the 2000 as I think they should. Um, but but hopefully there will still be more of a fight over that. And then um, the other question is whether they're going to include, for example, the $15 minimum wage and the phasing out of the sub-minimum wage for tipped workers in the reconciliation legislation that they're going to try to pass with 51 votes. And the hope is that they will. Um, I'm sure Bernie Sanders is going to push for it. Um, Biden has signaled that he may not, and he may say, let's keep it as a separate bill, which is a recipe for A, it taking longer, and B, for it being much less likely to actually pass. So there will be a push, and I think progressives should be pushing for that $15 minimum wage to be included in the bill, and then, of course, to deliver on what the promise actually was for the checks. The way that Democrats are thinking of passing this coronavirus relief legislation um, is through a budget process called reconciliation. And there are rules around what can be included in a reconciliation package. So there's been some debate about whether a minimum wage increase can technically be included. The answer to that is it definitely can, because you really can make the argument that pretty much anything is germane. And if Democrats want to pass it, they will. Uh, right. So I think that that's one really important thing to just keep in mind about these debates. There are kind of technical rules that would allow you to think about including or excluding certain things in these budget bills. But there's a ton of discretion for the party in power to decide how you get things to apply. And so they definitely could get a minimum wage increase in there if they wanted to. Right. And it's awkward for them now because they have, uh, you know, the Senate. And so they can't make the argument that they always make, which is that, you know, their hands are tied. So it's going to be right. I mean, the argument will be they're going to say Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema make it impossible for them to do what they want to do because those are crucial votes. But I think the key thing, again, for social justice advocates to keep in mind is if Biden and Schumer and Pelosi really want something, there are a lot of tools that they can use to apply pressure to the Joe Manchins and the cinemas of the world. Yeah. Final question, Ben. What can you say about the the argument that, you know, minimum wage, raising minimum wage is bad for the economy and bad for small businesses and, you know, will put people out of work? It's total nonsense. I mean, we have seen uh, this has been a one of the most studied policies over the last 25 years in all of economics. And B, everybody can see the real world evidence of the fact that we've had tons of minimum wage increases in cities and states across the country and the doomsday predictions never occur. So, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious to people that uh, raising the minimum wage has its intended effect. It lifts wages for people who currently are not making very much because their employers would rather keep more profits for themselves with no noticeable downside. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, uh, Ben. I know you have to uh, go for a meeting. Um, And uh, Leslie, I know you have to go shortly, but let's keep going until you have to leave. Yeah. And Nathan and I uh, will will talk for as long as he can, uh, you know, within reason. Um, and uh, you know, it's all it's okay because you've already been exonerated, so no pressure for that. But uh, you know, don't have to do this. But uh, thank you, Ben. Says Phil Winter, and I concur. Bye, Ben. Thanks so much, Kitty. Uh, thanks, Nathan. Thanks, yeah, Leslie. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. So, what are your guys' responses to that? Any, you know. We we can go wherever we want, honestly, right now. Yeah, we can go wherever you want. We can do 
wherever we want, talk about wherever we want. We're because we're free now. We're free, we're free from the censorship of the elite editors at the Guardian. Nathan, this is right. Nathan Unchained. Well, yeah, exactly. Finally. You know, it's it's true. It is true that that, that there's something immensely freeing about right. being fired, right? The the fact was, and it was it was kind of interesting realizing that. The the thing that I am almost grateful to Mulholland for is that he didn't give me any incentive not to burn the bridge. Right. Right. Like yes. he could have, they could have said, and they said in their statement, we would be willing to work with him in the future, but they, I was told directly they would not be willing to work <laughs> with me um, in the future, which they, they should have told me that, right? Because that would have made it a lot, you know, if they right. dangled some yeah. promise, like maybe we'll publish you in the future then I'd have some reason not to exp show everyone what he said to me, but they didn't. So, like, there was this there was this incredible feeling of, well, there is literally no reason for you not just to say exactly what they did, exactly what happened. Uh, you know, well, nothing they could do. They don't have a non-disclosure agreement. Um, right. Here's to you, Mr. Robinson, David Silberg I, writes. They, it's good. It's a good line. They, I already know I'm not going to get another newspaper column because The Guardian was the most progressive of the newspapers. I mean, and I once would like you to see you be hired. I would like to see you hired by the forward tablet. What else do tablet. we have? Uh, uh, the Daily Freiheit. I believe that doesn't exist anymore. But um, yeah, I mean, you very honestly, when you published the emails, you show that you were kind of willing to not tweet that stuff. Um, well... It was real hard. Right? No, which because... I, I can. I, I honestly, I, I think it's very brave to reveal I... that because I think that's something that a lot of well, people. Yeah, it's 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 morally grubby. And I realize that. But like also, I think like every writer Nathan's who has managed right. to make it to a prestigious column position realizes and, and who depends on it for their income. Right. Because I don't make left. People often assume that like left writers make much more money than they they do. There's no money in left political writing. <laughs> um, you know, I made $15,000 a year at The Guardian. That was money I needed. Um, and so when he was like, you know, delete this, uh, de delete this tweet, and clearly, clearly that like, th threatening the job, right? It was so pissed off that it was obvious, like, you need to, you, you fucked up here. And uh, I was thinking, my God. And then, you know, so I was thinking, well, is he going to start, you know, if I delete this tweet, are they still going to police me? Are there ways I can make the same point, right. but I won't make it a joke? I'll make it, like, put it in context. Right. I, I was like, I can't lose $15,000 right now. Um, And so I think the coercive, and a really interesting thing, of course, is that the Guardian's defense of itself is not that they didn't terminate my column over the tweet, but they said, uh, essentially, our poor labor practices are our defense of our poor speech right. practices. They were like, well, we, we uh, he wasn't fired because we don't give our columnists contracts. Right, <laughs> in think, the well, first place, right. That's how you coerce them. <laughs> that's how, when the editor of The Guardian sends you an email that goes like, by the way, we're watching your tweets and you, you're free. And don't tell anyone this because you're free, but also delete this now. Right. <laughs> Had, did you get any pushback? Like, did, did he write to you that he was angry at you? Uh, Mulholland or oh, anyone about, after you published it? Yeah. No, oh, God, no, no. Because right. I think he, he is fully that aware would, that right, I will yeah. publish, publish anything it, yeah. he says to me. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he, no, they, they did do a you peep. a favor. Right, they did do you a favor, honestly. Um, because they didn't make it, you know, 
you, you had no option. I didn't option. have to make yeah. that compromise. Yeah. So thanks right. for yeah. keeping me pure. But it shows you like how, uh, you know, how this stuff works, right? Uh, because you're a pretty like, you know, you have another job. You edit, uh, you know, current affairs. You're not as hard up as other people. And yet it's true. And yet yeah. you were tempted. I mean, I'm not again, I would probably well, do this a sim- to do what you had done, well, which, again, it's just part, an example yeah. of how this censorship is built into it. Yeah. Yeah. But part of me was also thinking to myself, you, I would like to test how uh, whether my my how what speech I actually have. Right. So uh, Glenn Greenwald resigned from The Intercept. And I always wondered what would happen if he hadn't resigned, if they would have mm. fired him. Right. And I was I, I was interested and I talked to some people it, it was going, I wonder if like he says you're free, you could resign in protest to say you're censoring my tweets or you could be really accommodating and see if you're really for like, I, I, you know, I, I, you know I, I wanted to go like, oh, I'll make amends with you. Let's work this out. Um, just tell me what the guidelines are. Will you actually fire me uh, or not? And it turns out what they do is they go you, they go silent on you for a while and then they go, yes, you're, you're fired. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And um, I, a lot of people are, you know, some people are, are coming at you and saying, well, you said that there was no cancel culture. How, what is your uh, how do you define? And again, this is a lot of this is hard yeah. to talk about because like what is what are we what are we talking about when we talk about cancel culture? But yes. Right. Tell us your. Well, yeah. the, my frustration has always been with this term cancel culture, because what I think one of the problems it does is the word cancel is never very clearly defined. Like, yes. What does it mean to cancel someone? Um, is that just like when a lot of people get mad at you on Twitter? Um, do you have to have career consequences imposed upon you in order to be canceled? Um, that would be a fair definition. But I think uh, it, I, I want to be like clear on what that is. And one of the problems is it equates pretty much all consequences, whether they're justified or not. I don't, I think there's censorship in the world, but I always say like, you know, it's manufacturing consent rather than cancel culture. The point that I had always made was, you know, Barry Weiss is not the persecuted person. She wasn't even fired. And there's, she wasn't even fired. She resigned in protest, right? She could have kept the New York Times, kept publishing her. They published David Brooks every week, right? And the perspective that I always had was, well, Instead of talking about cancel culture, right, where, where like Barry Weiss and I had the same things like happen to us, uh, the real problem is not so much that, and there are excesses, the woke social justice people. The problem is not left totalitarians. The problem is like a power structure. And what I've always said is, well, the real free speech crisis is BDS, is right. is criticism of Israel. So I don't feel like I'm having my point disproved yeah. by criticizing <laughs> Israel and then getting fired for it. In right. fact, I feel like I'm having confirmed there was no mob that came from me. This was secret. This was not a culture right. of cancellation. Yeah. They didn't want anyone to know. Right. Exactly. Right. Yes. There's something like, yeah, to the extent that there is. Can- yeah. I mean, I'm always kind of like, yeah, the biggest. And and it's interesting because Chomsky, when he was on my show, he was like, um, what did he say? He's like, cancel culture has existed for, you know, a while. Cancel culture is getting, you know, silencing, censoring, firing, blacklisting, you know, leftists. Um, But uh, but the difference is, he said, that the left used to oppose it um, in a way that they and I I think we can talk about these two things at the same time. Like, I think that there is a 
people like Barry Weiss have have tainted. Well, let me make sure she hasn't responded, because if she has, she has not tainted it. She's just elevated this discussion. But yeah, people like Barry Weiss have totally tainted this. And I think that, like, if you care about free speech and you care about um, intellectual, you know, dis, uh, debate like you and you care about power and challenging power, the most targeted uh, by all of these things are are critics of Israel, especially Palestinian critics of Israel. But at the same time, it's like so, sometimes the discussion about cancellation strikes me as a little bit like, oh, uh, first world problems. Like, yes, it's not yeah, the same right. thing as, as you know. I mean, I do think, I don't know what you guys think about the uh, the firing of the, was it McNeil? The guy at the New York Times mm-hmm. uh, who, uh, you know, he was he said the N word in the context of like being asked about whether someone should have been punished over video. And he was like in in which the N word was used. And he said, well, was it like this or was it like, you know, I think he he was saying, like, was it the way that people use it? And, yeah. you know, uh, like among, you know, in, in different contexts. Right. And he was investigated. And Dean Packett, who is um, African-American himself, which does not, again, give him like, you know, final say on this and again like jews black people are not monoliths but then there was another one and he was like another investigation he was fired and they decided there what they determined was um that intent doesn't matter uh which i do think is not a great uh standard um because obviously if you're writing something about the history of racism or discourse that you should be able to quote certain words anyway um yeah i mean i think that like but again i think that it does. It, it's a question of like of of proportion and focus and balance. And again, people like Barry Weiss are allowed to be to demand that people get fired. Yeah, Nathan, I see you. I I t- yeah. I tend to think people should be given opportunities to make amends. Right. If if, if a bunch of people are offended because you use the n word a lot in front of them, like I feel like. I mean, I I don't, I don't say that. Well, I mean, he's an old older dude. Well, and he wasn't uh, used. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I, I, you know, um, and, and and apparently he did some other things that that people found uh, objectionable too. It was it wasn't just that. Um, but I feel like I tend to feel like if things can be worked out through a process of restorative justice that falls short of actually firing people, that that tends to be better. Um, I I am a little careful on this because I run a magazine. We don't publish everyone. Sure, right. Um. And so when, for example, like the a public, the staff, the publisher were like uh, objecting to publishing Jordan Peterson, I was like, well, you know, I don't think that a publisher has to publish everyone. I, I, I don't want to be like uh, yeah, not, told yeah. that like I should publish neoconservatives in current affairs because, uh, you know, we need to give diverse perspectives like a publication can have a really clear point of view. And that's all right. In fact, the Guardian can have a really clear point of view. I just happen to think the point of view is is like morally atrocious, and I think they should be honest about it. Like right. we at Current Affair, we're very honest about the fact we're leftist magazine. We're not going to publish you if you are calling for a military crackdown on dissidents. You know, if, I'm not going to publish Tom Cotton, right? Um, right. Because I, I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't believe it's valuable. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a it's a balance between like can an institution decide like I don't think the Guardian has to employ me, but I would like like the Guardian to say, like, we police our writers' tweets, and if they say things that are about Israel that we don't like, we fire them. Right. Um just 
And then the public can actually judge whether they think that's a, an institution they want to support because they're honest and they don't try to keep that a secret. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you think, uh, uh, Leslie? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sad uh, that Nathan did get fired because it's nice to have those voices there. But like what disappoints me the most is like so many people when this happened tried to make this a referendum on Nathan and that like uh, right. holy shit, the most left wing, you know, thing we got allegedly maybe is like firing people for hot tweets about um Israel defense contracts. That's just like an untenable like situation uh for us to be in i think and i think more people should really just think i think like like they have like they they're journalist groups uh that should be i think taking up this cause you know and like talking about this and like actually holding guardian uh to account for this and the specific people we know who did it we know the guy's name like what yeah. like where is that guy at like he should be he should be asked to like answer for this instead of hiding behind the fucking interns as newspaper yeah I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that you say the same people made a referendum on it. I, I, one of the funny things that I noticed is how uh, there's a certain delight that people take in defending you uh, while using the condemn, opportunity to, to say you. every right. one of the worst things they right. can think of. They're I like, know. I detest right. Nathan Robinson. I think he's a grifter asshole. I hate what he wears. But and they add the but right. and they go like, I don't think so. It's noble. So anytime something happens, <laughs> know, you get so all noble. these. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like they're Voltaire, right? They're like, I yeah, exactly, detest yeah. you, but I, mean, I will defend yeah. your right. You're like, I feel like you're relishing the <laughs> opportunity to say all of the things you don't like about me. Right. Should we, uh, we should call, you guys want to call this number and tell them why we don't think Nira Tandon uh, should be approved? Uh, unfortunately, I do have go. to go. You don't want to speak truth to power. I get it. I'm just kidding. Sadly, yeah. but uh, thank you so Cowardice. much for having me. Yeah. <laughs> thank you yes. so much for talking. Nice <laughs> to talk to you again, Nathan. Everyone, please. Nice to see you again, Leslie. Yeah. Two nights in a row. That's yeah, two great. nights in a row. Check us uh, out on uh, sesh.plus as well as uh, strugglesession.shop for our brand new t shirt. Strugglesession.shop. Yeah. Uh, check them out. Uh, they're very nice. They're very cool looking. Yeah. All right. Take it easy. Thank you, Katie. Bye. Bye. Oh, I'm getting hated on for uh, being in a weak position for having mimicked Mahalan with an Irish accent. I don't think I mimicked him. I read it in an Irish accent. And uh, I'm allowed to do that because we are, uh, it's lateral. It's a lateral impersonation. I knew you'd get me in 10 times more trouble for things you said in my presence. So that you look, you should defend him and then you'll look like an ally and he'll feel bad and he'll rehire you. Well, I want to be made editor of The Guardian. I realized yeah. that actually I could do a much better job than John Holland. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like, you know, I feel like that's my demand. I just need some, if some Irish people are in the chat, whether they be Irish or Irish American, it would be great if you could just give me, you know, give me a thumbs up. And, uh, and your accent was not bad. It I mean, wasn't it was, bad, right? There were parts where I it know, like it went strong. a little back at the Katie Halper, but there I were know, some yeah. moments there that were, were right? the way yeah. you pronounced Guardian was, Guardian, was pretty yeah. good. I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Well, obviously anyone with an Irish last name can use it, but the question is, uh, whether I can, um, and, uh, yeah, I do still need to, I, I need to finish up my, uh, Chomsky giving dating advice, uh, uh, bit, which I'll do. I, I haven't I, heard your Chomsky. Well, it's not that good. I'm working on it, but, okay. but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's like this, you know, Virgil, Texas has been That's- talking like that lately though. It's interesting. 
Um, yeah. He no, like a, he descends into it. Yeah. Well, you know, hmm. yeah. Never call a, a, a never call a, a man before he calls you. Um, uh, <gasps> you are a, a you are a, unlike no other. You are a magical creature. Anyway, so I did. Yeah, I did like twenty yeah. of the rules. I'll, I'll do more. But um, uh, yeah. What what else would you like to talk about, Nathan? Um, what oh, what I are you writing? What are you else. working on? What are you writing about? Oh, um, I'm actually writing. I'm just, I'm, I mean, it's actually a little convenient that I got fired because I have a book that's like three months overdue that I, I was supposed to turn in. So this gives me more free time to write it, which is called Responding to the Right Quick Replies to Conservative Arguments. Oh, I like that. Um, and uh, it's just going through and, uh, you know, my, one of my specialties at current affairs is debunking uh, right. right wing nonsense. So yeah. uh, it's kind of a book length version of that. Oh, that's cool. What about liberal nonsense? Like, you know which one we have to debunk? You know which one we have to debunk? That it's, um, what is it? That uh, it is unfair for uh, people to pay for, you know, free college tuition. Actually, you made a great argument about this. I remember you talked about should should park admission be means tested? Like, should public parks only admit? Yeah, um, when you start to think about, yeah, and like fire departments and, uh, you know, pretty much every universal public service. Yeah, and and of course public schools. Uh, if we ran, I, I I like to encourage people to think about like if we did uh public school like elementary schools on the model we do college where like you put the children in debt, um and they had to like pay back their elementary school student loans for like it would be ridiculous at any other level of schooling, but we just accept it as natural uh for um college no liberal not so i kind of alternate with my books so my first book was bill clinton super predator and then i did trump right uh, i'm very fair and um I, I then the next in fact uh um luke savage jacobin writer and myself are collaborating on a book about uh barack obama that's a ways off but um uh left left critique of obama so um nice uh, that'll that'll come to uh, I just want to give, uh, I want to uplift some Irish voices. Uh, Carney Verde is 60% Irish and he approves of my Irish voice. It's very pleasant to the ear. Whether it's accurate, I have no fucking clue. Well, that's, I mean, that's somewhat of a, I don't know how credentialing that is, um, but I appreciate it. they have it. no fucking clue, that's I know, not much exactly, of an endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they Irish identify, they are Irish. Uh, Katie, you've been lied to uh, about this Irish goodbye. It's an American myth. We take forever to say goodbye because the Irish goodbye is when you leave without saying goodbye. The Jewish goodbye in which I constantly participate is when you say goodbye without leaving or ending your stream um gavin hillick it sounds like the the fact that you say we take forever to say goodbye i'm guessing you are actually member of the irish tribe and i would like to humbly ask you uh to weigh in on my right to um do uh an irish accent um yeah and of course if you yeah i will i will public i will highlight your response no matter what it is um yeah if any so no pressure um it i don't think it drifts between irish and scottish it definitely drifts between irish and something else though um i prefer irish twins handshakes and and amnesia what's that oh irish twins are handshakes and amnesia what's irish uh alzheimer's anyone it's when you um you forget who you're not talking to they did invent the hunger hunger strike by the way, you know that a lot of nonverbal protests. Um, you get an Irish pass. OK, that's good. Um, all right, I hope, Neil, that you're Irish. Uh, Tawaz lives in Ireland. It was funny. But again, 
if you are not, not you know, Irish. Uh, yeah. Anyone can live in yeah. Ireland. Someone else in this chat, I would really, for, if you could just change yeah. your, your name because I just You're don't like it. You're not getting enough Irish people here. Why not? I think, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I don't think you got the endorsement of the Irish. Uh, off kilter, well, off oh, kilter concepts. I'm Irish and I missed it. Oh, I All missed right, it. Well, I'll do, I'll, uh, uh, I'll do a little bit. I'll, I'll just read one sentence. Will you oh. indulge me? Nathan, you can go get some coffee or scotch or whatever. Okay, I don't endorse this because I'm English, so my right, laughing problematic. would be. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. So this is, I'm just reading um, what John Mahalan said to Nathan, and uh, that is... John Mahalan, the editor, the editor in chief of The Guardian, who fired Nathan over very mild and uh, tweets about how uh, while giving workers the shaft, uh, giving, you know, Americans the shaft uh, with the covid uh, relief bill um, uh, at the same time in the omnibus bill, uh, an omnibus bill, they were um, spending uh, they were buying weapons for Israel. Um, Now, so here's what um, John Mahalan said. I'll just read you uh, one thing. I'll read you his signature that goes at the end. Saying that the only Jewish state controls the most powerful country in the world is clearly anti-Semitic. The myth of Jewish power informs murderous hatred. Uh, sorry. Um, delete this and apologize. So that wasn't as strong as my last one, but I just want to know if it's okay, if it's acceptable. So off kilter, let me know. Um, you are standing. Uh, Angela Bailey, are you Irish? Please tell me you're Irish. All right, Gavin Hillock, the Irish guy. The accent wasn't very good, but still bet- better than most American actors can do. You have my permission to use it. All right, there you go. It's been determined. Okay we got you it. got yeah. one Irish, but that's yeah. all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. It's one. It takes an Irish village. Yeah. Um. Well. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anything else? Uh. I'll I'll stay around for some questions, Nathan. Um. All people. Right. I better go. Yeah, you got to go. Um, but, save your uh, reputation. And always a pleasure to. Yeah, yeah before you say anything else that's yeah, going to get me yeah. more fired than yeah. I've already been somehow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got one job left. Well, so you know, you to... should be. We gave you a big. Uh, you got the Katie Halper show bump and you got the. Um, it's true. Yeah. Well, then I'll tell people. Can I just tell people yeah. that it would be tremendously helpful if they subscribe to uh, the print edition of Current Affairs? Yeah, because. Do it. Uh, we're trying to build an independent media outlet that uh, is not... Uh, we don't have a billion-dollar endowment, which The Guardian does have, <laughs> and we don't have advertisers yeah. or investors, so very dependent on our, our paid subscribers. And, of course, like you, the Katie, you know, oh, Katie, yeah. we, you know, we, uh, you know, these... The only reason that we are able to speak the way we do and say whatever the hell we want is because we are funded by the people who listen exactly. and read. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, we need that. We, we need, need the support. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Nathan, for joining. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, Katie. Yeah. Always a joy. Thank you. All right. Bye. Okay, guys. So, yeah, as I've said. Um... And to hear the rest of this episode, during which I give dating advice, believe it or not, and once again impersonate Chomsky giving dating advice, please join the Patreon at patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. The Katie Helper Show is edited by Ted Reedy and Bradley Bloom. Our researcher is Joshua Bregman, and our theme song is by the band Cordova. You can find Ben Spielberg on Twitter at Ben Spielberg. You can find Ben Burgess on Twitter at Ben Burgess. You can also find his show, GTAA 
underscore show on Twitter. You can find his show, Give Them an Argument, on Twitter at GTAA underscore show. And you can find it on YouTube as well. And you can find Nathan Robinson on Twitter at Nathan J. Robinson. Please rate and review The Katie Halper Show on iTunes. And of course, please, we'd love it if you supported the show on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash The Katie Halper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash The Katie Halper Show. For just $1 a month, you can help make the show happen. And for $5 a month, you get extra episodes. So, for instance, this week I released an interview with Justin Jackson, where we play some interesting footage of Biden, which we respond to. I also released my channeling of Noam Chomsky giving dating advice. And 20 Questions with Brianna Joy Gray and Virgil Texas, the co-hosts of the excellent podcast, Bad Faith. And again, you can do that at patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. The Katie Helper Show is edited by Ted Reedy and Bradley Bloom. Our researcher is Joshua Bregman, and our theme song is by the band Cordoba. 